This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud go to manscaped.com use the promo code state of saints and you will save 20 percent off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other manscaped items that's manscaped.com Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about Saints wide receiver Traquan Smith and answering the question, should the Saints cut tides with Traquan Smith? Now, I want to say thank you to everybody that is filing into the chat, those that are watching at home or wherever you are right now. I really do appreciate it. Uh, the reason I want to talk about the Traquan Smith situation is because this is no opinion of mine. OK, just because the title says this, that does not mean that's the direction that I'm going to go in. So I just want to let everybody know that from the jump. You know, sometimes when I come up with the topics of the show, you know, it probably is based on the pulse of what I see to who that nation uh, has at that particular time. But let's talk a little bit about Traquan Smith. For those that may not know, on today, um, I'm doing this show on a Friday. On today, uh, Traquan Smith, along with cornerback Ken Crawley, were pit, put on IR. Now, I know normally in seasons past, when you hear about a guy being on IR, it normally means that they're out for the season. Neither Ken Crawley nor Traquan Smith or out for the season. When you put a person on IR, that means that they have to sit out at least three weeks. So after three weeks, Traquan Smith and Ken Crawley can be eligible to play. But the question is, uh, you know, this is why we keep on doing these same things over and over again when it comes to Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith uh, has been with the Saints since uh, 20. 
18, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, got drafted in the third round in 2018 by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he was a really, you know, he's a good, solid receiver, good possession guy, big body guy, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, maybe about 215, you know, so, and he has really good hands, you know, he's not a guy that, you know, drops a lot of passes out there, but the problem is Traquan Smith uh, keep having these injuries, man, I mean, back when he was drafted, I think he played in 15 games, and then the following year, he played in 11, and then he played in, uh, 14 games last season so when you look at it he didn't really miss that many games but I think the problem is with the Huda Nation is that we have this expectation for Traquan Smith especially since he has been like the longest tenure wide receiver outside of Michael Thomas on the team so we look to Traquan Smith to be that number two a lot of us always wanted him to be that number two and it just never panned out so to answer the question, should the Saints get rid of Traquan Smith? If you ask me, the answer is no. No, I do not believe the Saints need to get rid of Traquan Smith. Look, I understand that the guy, you know, get injured at the most inopportune times. But Traquan Smith is a really uh, decent receiver. You know, I'm not going to say he's a great receiver, but he's a good receiver to have on your team. You know, if anything, this is going to affect his bottom line because he is going into a contract year. And this is, uh, you know, the way the guy plays is that's how he leveraged himself. So if he goes out there and he's not putting his best foot forward or he's hurt, that's just leverage for the New Orleans Saints. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but when his contract is up, I can really see the Saints re-signing him again. I mean, because they like him a lot, you know, maybe not to a long-term deal or nothing like that, not with a bunch of zeros, but I see the Saints trying to make an effort to re-sign Traquan Smith again because he does so many good things that most receivers can't do. Like he's an above average blocker as a receiver. He's a good third down guy. Uh, he catches those tough passes. And, uh, you know, he's really smart when it comes to the Saints offensive play scheme. So this is a setback, you know, even though a lot of people were counting on him. We've seen him out there in the offseason working out with Jameis Winston, we seen him out there throwing, the, you know, Jameis Winston throwing the ball to him. He was looking good. He was looking crisp. He was looking fast. And we was finally able, we were finally happy and excited to see what he can do, you know, in a Jameis Winston-led offense. But we're just going to have to wait to after three weeks. So when he comes back, I think that he's going to contribute. And we all know that the greatest recipe uh, is winning. So if he goes out there and he becomes successful, this whole entire conversation is going to be completely negated. I mean, that's just the truth. That's just the way that we work. You know, sometimes we become prisoners of the moment because the situation is right in our faces. But when a guy comes in and he starts to produce, we tend to forget about the things that we say. OK, so I just want to make that perfectly clear. I don't fall into that category. The Saints need to get rid of Traquan Smith. I still think he's a valuable asset to the Saints. Uh, I just think that it's going to affect the way that he does the contract in the future. But I would love to hear from you. Um, I'll be answering some of your questions and uh, reading some of your comments. And thank you all so much for spending uh, your night because we're doing this on a Friday night. Thank you so much for uh, spending your Friday night with yours truly. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Charles. Charles says it's time to let uh, Smith go. Getting free money can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they need to let him go. 
I mean, when you look at like some of the games that he missed, I mean, he didn't really miss that many, you know what I'm saying, to a point where it was like, oh man, this is just terrible. Like 2018, he played in 15 games. 2019, he played in 11. And 2020, he played in 14. So, I mean, one game he missed in 2018, uh, what, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So five games he missed out there, uh, you know, the following year. And then two games he missed, uh, you know, last year. So is it that many games or just the fact that, you know, you know, he just, it just seems, you know, maybe, maybe this is the thing right here. Maybe it's not him missing the games, but sometimes when he's playing, he's not as productive as we want him to be. You know, but he's might he might what he lacks in like you know probably catching that pass. He probably making plays. You know, when it comes to you know blocking and stuff like that, because I mean that is a part of a wide receiver's game. And like I said, when he when they throw on the ball, you know, from not more times than not, he catches it. I can remember Traquan Smith catching a crucial third down play. I want to say in that game versus the Chargers or something like that last year, and he caught a couple crucial passes, man, that kept the Saints in the game. Trey Carr, I can't seem to stay healthy every season. He get hurt. Now he does get hurt every season. That that I can't say. Uh, what up, TJ uh, Latrell? What's going on? Gigatis giving a shout out to Chemo. Says, uh, "Well, look at uh, you, minister, sir, man." Let's <laughs> see. Joe says, "Who that TJ and family?" Uh, is it Sunday yet? Uh, not yet. Still got a few more days, man. Smith is done, bro. Uh, hurt magnet. <laughs> I like in Montgomery. Uh, I'm I'm liking Montgomery better. Yeah, I mean, he he is uh you know getting hurt at a very inopportune time. He's one of those receivers that the Saints really rely on uh to perform, and uh you know him not being out there is gonna be a huge blow. Rodney said, "What's up, brother? What's going on, Rodney?" Ryan says, uh, get him up out of here. All right. Um, let's see. Cantario says, brother. Uh, Kimo giving a shout out to Cantario. Cantario says, Traquan needs to go. Tess says, what's up? What's up? Daryl says, that's funny. Anna says, I'm concerned about the receiving court, period. I think a lot of people are, you know, because it, it doesn't have that much star power. And I get it. You want that, that one receiver that you can count on. But I have to reserve my judgment until I actually see this this team play. I think that we are forming our judgment based on who we see and who we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the fact that we really haven't seen these guys, you know, as a unit, as a team together, we're starting to get a tad bit nervous. But I don't know how the Saints are going to attack the Packers. But, you know, I don't know how the Packers are going to attack the Saints either. So until I actually see it, then I'll have like a, a, a real understanding and maybe I'll be able to form my opinion based on that. Belinda says a high storm hit us hard in Terrebonne Parish uh, house total. Belinda, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I really am, you know, and it's so unfortunate that you had a lot of people out here who, uh, you know, who are going through those type of situations and, and my prayers go out to uh, you uh, and your family. I'm definitely uh, got some stuff in the works right now. I'm working with a nonprofit organization uh, to try to raise money for Hurricane Ida relief. So uh, I keep y'all posted on that. You know, um, I don't know if it's going to, you know, maybe we're going to be doing a giveaway or we're going to be doing something to raise money. So I'll, I'll have that for you all next week. Uh, Callaway about to replace him. Yeah, I think so. I think he is, you know, but we'll see. 
uh he has to go he only known for being a good blocker uh one good game eagles uh let's see a couple of years ago uh yeah we went over 100 yards i mean 2000 what 2018 i mean what was that year that drew Brees broke that record i think he had over 100 yards there and like i said man you know i just think that our expectations so, sometimes our expectations can be so high on a person that it just seems like you know they should be doing more like we expected him to come in to be that number two receiver and it never panned out now if, if you're based in uh your expectations on that then yeah you know what I'm saying he didn't he hasn't lived up to it but i'm not going to say that he's like so terrible to a point where the saints can't use him i'm looking at it from a from a contractual standpoint like he's going to lose money and it's going to make the saints it's going to make the uh, saints negotiating power like i mean just more dominant you know <laughs> like he he won't have that much leverage when he go into negotiation he won't so i can see him this i can see the saints resigning him i mean that's just the way that it is sorry to hear about your house mrs brown yeah i'm sorry to hear about that he's decent tj but unreliable yeah i mean he not the like he's not the most reliable receiver i ever seen but he's not the worst receiver i ever seen you know like can he be a solid number three receiver yes you know what i'm saying like yeah you know like he's not a a number two or a number one on nobody's team you know but is he like in that rotation can make some plays absolutely you know i mean i just feel like you know maybe put him down in the you know third or the fourth you know what i'm saying receiver you know, if you need a play or something like that, you need another person to look up and they open, you're going to throw the ball to him. You know, but I, I don't think it's to a point where he's just like, oh, I don't want to see him on the team. Like, I know he's a solid receiver. You know what I'm saying? You need solid receivers just as much as you need elite receivers and good receivers on your team. You still need a guy that's kind of solid, that knows the playbook, knows where you need to be those type, uh, type of guys and it's not like you know he doesn't score touchdowns i mean he's what well, he scored like 14 touchdowns in three years so five to 2018 five in 2019 four in 2020 so i mean you know at least he at least he's scoring and stuff like that you know like he's, <laughs> at least when they're throwing the ball in the red zone he's catching them touchdowns you know he's not dropping them so i mean but like i said i don't look at him as a number uh two receiver i look at him as maybe like a three or a four so when guys start to like show me different things, you know, I just kind of lower my expectations about them. You know, I, I just think that we're so quick to call a dude trash. And I think that we call them trash because we had like such high expectations for them. But what, what, you know what I'm saying? What is the, like, what is the expectation? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're looking at him like, oh, he's supposed to be a number two. He's supposed to. But you know what I'm saying? If you're looking at it like that, yeah. But if you're saying like he's a terrible receiver, he is not. He he is not. He's not a, a bad receiver. He just not what we thought that he was going to be. What would I want him like on my team for what he can do? Yeah, I would. Uh, when we drafted Trey Quan, Sean Payton uh, spoke about his lower body and he needs to uh, work on that. TJ, uh, do you think that is the, his issue? Well, that's pretty obvious, man. You know, I keep on having these ankle and knee injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that can be a problem. You know, he, he is kind of like, you know, slim in the legs and the thigh area and stuff like that. But he's an extremely, you know, fast guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's elusive and stuff like that, you know. But 
there's a lot of guys much smaller than he is and they they stay healthy so i can't use that as an excuse i just don't know who his strength and conditioning guy is i don't know how he take care of himself in the off season or what but maybe he needs to change his routine and maybe that'll help him out quite a bit because you can't keep on getting hurt man you know like that old saying you can't make the club in the tub you know like so when you out there when you're sitting in the tub somebody else is trying to take your place and if that guy's more productive than you are then you're not going to see the field uh we need another lance Moore. yeah yeah you definitely need a guy that's kind of a third down guy i think that's what Ke uh kevin hogan uh is for you know i mean chris hogan excuse me chris hogan that's what chris hogan is for Chris Hogan is, uh, you know, that third down guy, you know what I'm saying? A guy that probably can play in the slot. So I can see uh, Chris Hogan out there probably working uh, as a third down receiver, you know, for uh, Jameis Winston on Sunday. Traquan Smith also had a great uh, touchdown catch in the divisional game versus the Bucks. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was wide open on that play. I mean, all you had to do was just catch the ball and run. But you can even tell in that game he was still dealing with an injury because, I mean, the way he ran and how he limped, you can tell he was – you know, trying to fight through it, which that's one thing I can say about him. You know, he's tough, man. He'll, he'll try to tough it out. So I got to respect for him in that regards. Or maybe he's missing the big games. Uh, I wouldn't uh, get rid of him. We need all hands on deck. Now I don't want to get rid of him because, like I said, man, you know, we, we have a tendency of being prisoners in the moment. Like I can remember Traquan Smith catching touchdowns in crucial situations. Like I said, I just mentioned that Los Angeles Chargers game. I remember the game where, you know, we played against the 49ers and it was a high scoring game. Traquan Smith gave the Saints the go ahead touchdown, but wasn't it fault that uh, the offense of the 49ers drove downfield? You know, so I mean, there's some times where Traquan Smith came through and, you know, made some plays. You know, I, I just, like I said, I just think that if, if you have a certain expectation for him, maybe that's the reason why you're so upset. When I looked, I looked at Traquan Smith, I never seen a number two receiver. I never did. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never did. I always asked the question, can he be a number two? But I never seen this dude as, as that receiver. You can kind of tell what guys are going to be, you know, as their, if their career goes by, like the way that they actually play. Like, when Michael Thomas came to the New Orleans Saints and Brandon Cook was still here, you can kind of tell that, Michael Thomas was going to emerge as being one a really good receiver, a number two or a number one. Like you saw it, you know what I'm saying? He had that alpha male type mentality. You saw it with Traquan Smith. I never really saw that that part of him. As long as I've been watching the New Orleans Saints, like you can tell, like when you know what guy is going to be who, the way they carry themselves. And Traquan Smith never carried himself like that, you know. So I never got those vibes from him. So. I just felt like what I saw is what I got out of Traquan Smith, and that that has been the case. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about our wide receiver corp going into Sunday now that Traquan is out? Well, you know, I mean, look, I haven't seen Traquan in weeks, so I was under the impression that he wasn't going to play anyway. I, I said that on the last episode. You know, the last episode you all can check out if you didn't. It's only maybe like 10 minutes. But um, I talked about that. I said if a dude ain't practicing on Thursday, most likely he ain't playing. You know, so I didn't expect for him to play. No way. What do I think about our wide receiver court? Uh, I think that they're solid enough to go out there and win a football game. And I also think they leave a different dynamic and, and Green Bay can't prepare for them. Because number one, they don't know how Jameis Winston, uh, a New Orleans Saints Jameis Winston, is going to attack them. And number two, because you have a whole bunch of no-name, unnamed 
uh, wide receivers that nobody really know what their capabilities are, that gives the Saints the leverage. Like Marquez Vandez uh, Scandling, you know what he can do, right? Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, like, you know what he can do. I mean, the only one that really leaves, um, you know, a little bit of mystery is Amari Rogers, the rookie out of Clemson. So, I mean, as far as the Saints wide receiver group, like, you don't know what these guys are capable of because the, the offense was kind of, I won't call it watered down, but it was extre extremely, like, you know, simplistic last year. A lot of quick slants, a lot of out routes, not too many seven or nine routes being ran in the New Orleans Saints offense over the last couple of years, you know. So I think that is uh, that Green Bay got to be up to the task because the Saints can throw them a lot of things that they're not prepared for. Uh, TJ, you think Jameis uh, behind the eight ball, we have so much to offer when we get everybody healthy and off suspension uh well i don't think that he's behind the eight ball you know what I'm saying? i think that Jameis winston is going to have his best season as a pro you know people like to bring up that 20 you know 2019 season because it's just low-hanging fruit but Jameis winston had had some solid seasons before you know what i'm saying this guy was rookie of the year i think the year back in 2017 he only threw like 11 interceptions you know so it wasn't until bruce arians came to to the tampa bay buccaneers where you just saw these like you know uh, this is this huge volume of interceptions, like in, in huge bunches, which comes with the territory with Bruce Arians. That's just the way that it goes sometimes. They, because the ball is up mostly in the air, guys are going to catch it. But, you know, they, he's had some solid seasons before, but people just like to talk about that because it makes him look like he's just not that good. But I just think that with Sean Payton, with the Saints offense, it's going to make him a better quarterback. Because Sean Payton is not one of those coaches that force a guy to be what he is not, like some of these other coaches do. I feel like he's going to allow Jameis to be who he is, and he's going to build around him and then bring guys in that kind of fits his skill set. What type of game plan you think Sean will draw up for Jameis? Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of explosive plays down the field. See, you know, people get caught up in that 2020 season once again. They get caught up in it, and they just think that, oh, you know, like they want Jameis not to throw the ball around, not, you know what I'm saying, to keep it simple. And, you know, it's like drive this car, you know what I'm saying, 10 and 2. You know, like that's what they want from Jameis, right? Because they're afraid that if he throws the ball, it's going to be a mistake because that's what's been put into our, our, our subconscious. That, you know what I'm saying, like he puts the ball in the air and it just bad things happen. But I don't look at it like that. I think that Sean Payton is embracing this moment. I think that uh, Sean Payton is going to, uh, show everything that Jameis Winston have. And I ain't going to lie to you. I think the Saints are going to be a high-powered offense. I think the Saints are going to be scoring a lot of points. If the Saints can score 32 and 30 points with Drew Brees, nickel and diamond it down the field over the last couple of years, there's no way in the world that I feel like Jameis Winston, with the arm strength that he possesses and the explosiveness of those players that the Saints have, that the Saints uh, can't be up there again and be one of the most uh, potent offenses in the league. You know, that, that's the way I look at it. I'm not nervous at all. I think it's going to be a combination of uh, running as well as the pass. Uh, but he's going to throw the ball quite a bit um, against the Green Bay Packers. I can tell you that right now. OK, so don't be surprised when it happens. It's a big toss up to say depends on Kevin White or another wide receiver step, uh, stepping up. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the Saints got high expectation for Kevin White. That shocked me that. They decided to put him on the practice squad instead of, um, you know, letting him walk. I, I definitely thought when he, he dropped those two uh, quick slant passes, 
I really thought his career was pretty much over after that. And the fact that the Saints want to keep him here, they must have really they must really see something in him. And maybe it's a confidence thing. You know, Kevin White has been dealing with injuries like his entire career. Maybe that's in the back of his head and maybe it's affecting his, you know, saying his game. And maybe the Saints feel like they can kind of, you know, trim through the weeds, so to speak, to try to fix him. You know, so, I mean, we all know the Saints love themselves a project. So Kevin White might end up being a pretty decent receiver for the Saints. I mean, he was a seven pick overall and it wasn't because, you know, he wasn't good is the fact he hasn't been playing. He just been dealt bad luck, you know, by the gods. So far uh, has been healthy and has given the fan base a reason to have, uh, let me see, cautious optimism. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true, uh, Aaron. You know, giving guys call like the whole reason why people aren't picking the Saints and they loan the Saints because, you know, because of Jameis Winston. You know, people got a whole wait and see uh, mentality um, when it comes to Jameis Winston. And they feel like, you know, if Jameis Winston goes out there and plays well, then all of a sudden you, you can get excited about the Saints. But I just think that people are just being careful about them. And that's understandable. And even Jameis would tell you that. You know, Jameis uh, feels like he has something to prove and the public wants Jameis to prove that, you know, and I, I feel like he can. Traquan needs to work with who Kamara and Quan uh, work with. Yeah. You know, like I said, maybe it has something to do with his strength and conditioning. If if that's the case, then maybe you need to get somebody else that can help you out with it. I remember Traquan Smith caught that pass against, I believe it was San Francisco and got all uh, bloodied up. Uh, but held on. No, nah, that was against the Falcons. That's when uh Demonte, that was when Demonte Casey hit him and knocked his helmet off. That was against the Falcons. Uh, inevitable. Uh, let me stroll down a little bit, folks. Uh, to Russell. Russell says, "I said we gotta give Smith one more chance, just one." Well, like I said, I just think the Saints gonna resign him again. I think they like him enough to resign him. If we up here talking about PJ Williams every single year and the Saints keep on signing him back, what make you think they ain't gonna sign back? Uh, you know, Traquan. Where you okay during a storm? Uh, yeah, I was okay. You know, I, I, the storm didn't really affect me. You know, I'm out here in South Carolina, so we didn't have any like bad weather or anything like that this way. So, yeah, but my mom and my uh, brothers, you know, out there in Mississippi and and Louisiana, uh, they they were affected by the storm. Uh, Saints picked up his fifth year option uh, this year, so his contract won't be until 2022 or 2023. Yeah, I mean, look, it's about it's about having that leverage, you know what I'm saying? So whenever, you know, he try to resign or renegotiate his contract, it's not going to be a good look for him. Uh, it's animal animal D. Uh, thank you very much for five dollars. Says love the podcast. So what do you think the excuse will be if the Saints beat the Packers and mess around and go undefeated? Well, uh, I don't see the Saints going undefeated, no matter how good they play. That's just the way that the NFL works. I mean, you got to have a little luck on your side and you got to be extremely good to run the gauntlet. And especially if you add on an extra uh, game, which is the, you know, the 17 game of the season. I don't see them going undefeated, but I don't see the Saints being as bad as people making them out to be. Yeah, we already seen that the media don't know what the hell they talking about. Like they've been praising and worshiping and going to the first church of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all, all season long. Oh, nobody's going to beat them. Oh, they unbeatable. They got playmakers on every level. And then the Cowboys go out there and give them a run for their money, you know, and people can talk about, oh, and now they're saying, oh, the Cowboys are just better than what we thought. No, man, no, uh-uh. This is going to be a reoccurring situation. When a team is a Super Bowl champion, 
they get every team's best shot. That is why I keep telling folks, and I don't know why y'all just buy into this nonsensical rhetoric that they be spitting and spilling all over the place. Stop listening to these pundits, man. Like they they make you believe and say and believe all these things. Like, oh man, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're scary. They they might win it all again. They might go undefeated. They, like all these different things. Like they make you feel all these different types of ways. Have you nervous about your team? I ain't never. Like seriously, I I ain't never, and I'm still not. After one game, before the game, I never been nervous about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are a beatable team. They're a beatable team because their coaching staff is a beatable, makes them a beatable team. You know, situational football, they they have a they have a guy on their side in town, Brady. I will give them that, but they're a beatable team. They're they're a very beatable team. But back to the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, I don't know what the excuse would be. It better be that they are better than what we thought, the same way they gave the Cowboys they credit. And we all know that they disappoint every single year every single year it's time to look for another receiver octavia uh i don't i me personally i don't think so i don't think so uh, i'm willing to help tj i'll contribute whatever i can clifton i appreciate that i have more information uh next week you know and you know we'll, we'll uh i'll let you all know how you can do that why keep a guy that stay hurt uh because he contributes and like i said looking at some of them games that he missed it's not that many it just looks like <laughs> look i think a lot of people think he missed more games than what he did because he's not as productive as we want him to be so it seems like he missed a lot of games because i had to look too i'm like he missed a lot of games and i started looking at games played and i'm like wait a minute you know what i'm saying like he ain't really missed those many games it just maybe they we we feel like he needs to be more productive and when he's not then we know that he often gets hurt. It's like, man, he get hurt a lot, but he be out there. Uh, TJ, I low key got this feeling we could beat the uh, Packers uh, 28-24. I don't think that, you know, we could. I think I think there's a strong possibility, you know? what What's making everybody, like, not pick the Saints? Uh, it's it, Jameis Winston. If Drew Brees was the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, the Saints will be the favorite because Jameis Winston is the quarterback. People are picking against the Saints. It's this whole wait and see approach. The Saints are still a good football team, contrary to popular belief. But it's just the fact that people are unsure about Jameis Winston and what he brings to the table. So therefore, they're going to pick against the Saints. It's, it's the Jameis Winston effect. He like another Brandon Cooks. Who? Who are we talking about here? I know he's talking about Traquan Smith. Nah, no, nah, he he's nothing. He's nothing like Brandon Cooks at all. TJ, I expect Deontay Harris to be the matchup nightmare against the Packers secondary. Uh, go Saints, still praying for the New, uh, New Orleans and surrounding areas. Yeah, Kevin, you know, I, I definitely expect Deontay Harris to be a part of the Saints offense. Uh, he's been chomping at the bit. Uh, we know that he's a, an explosive guy. We know that he has a little speed under him, and we know that he can get under those footballs that Jameis throws down there down the field. So interested to see how the saints are going to open it up for him and know they're going to have probably like a lot of jet sweeps and you know wide receiver screens for him he does really well in that you know doing those type of plays so i think deontay harris can be a, a huge factor you know bruce arians has a lot of respect for him you know he he said that he was more nervous about deontay harris than he was going against michael thomas again so 
that goes to show you the type of respect that uh bruce arians uh has for him uh jlj uh says salute thank you very much for the five dollars man i appreciate that ernest says uh what do you think is going to be our number two or uh, be our number two for the game on sunday um to be honest which i think is going to be the marquez callaway alvin Kamara show because that's what it <laughs> it was before and then you probably can add a little bit of troutman and, and Jawan johnson on there so i think the saints are going to utilize them they're going to utilize Taysom. So the Saints got weapons, you know what I'm saying? You might get a couple of passes uh, thrown to Lil Jordan and uh, Deontay Harris. They might have some cooking up for him. So it's not like all hope is lost. You know, I've seen the Saints uh, win, what, 13 games <laughs> using just Kamara and Michael Thomas all season long. Like, so I'm not worried about what a game plan is going to look like for the Saints and to be competitive. Smith is not that guy. Yeah, he's not that guy. Clifton, you know, Cliff, he, he, he's not. And uh, I think that we just need to embrace that. Not to say that he's a bad receiver, you know, just because you're not the guy that everybody thinks that you are doesn't mean that you're not good. Just means that you're not as good as we thought. But he's he's solid. He's a solid receiver. This is my first time hearing this. So who's the next man up after Crawley? Uh, well, you know, you got Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo is going to start most likely, uh, you know, the rookie out of Stanford had a really good preseason really rose to the occasion uh, and i'm really confident that he's going to do a good job and you're probably gonna have desmond trufine rotating with him and probably gonna have pj williams you know doing this you know multifaceted secondary thing so and also the saints use a lot of three safety sets you know they use a lot of three safety sets uh going out there playing so they're going to have a game plan for him but paulson the d-boy is going to be the one that's starting Demetri says, good stuff, TJ. Maybe I need to lower my expectations for him. I, I think that's what it is. You know, like, I, I just think that, man, it's it just like having high expectations. Like, we, we all pretty sure have done this before. Like, maybe let's look at a relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you might think that this was the best thing in the world, right? The relationship. You think that y'all going to be together forever, right? It just don't pan out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it don't mean that just because it panned out don't mean that that person is terrible, right? Sometimes, like, when we in relationships, like, they end bad. But sometimes they end in a way that, you know, just it's just a mutual agreement. Like, we're just not good for each other. Don't mean that you're bad. Don't mean that they're bad. just means that it just didn't work out. I feel like it's the same way with Traquan. He's not as good as people made him say the – he's not as good as people saying that he is he's not as bad as people uh saying that he is you know i just think that we just need to you know lower our expectations for him you know and, and you know I, I i feel like if you do that then you'll you'll be better tj what do you uh think the game plan is for sunday how will we attack the packers defense well look i think that the packers are going to be ready for alvin kamara uh i think that kenny clark uh, the defensive tackle uh, for the Packers, he didn't play last game, and I think that was a huge benefit for the Saints. I think that they are going to uh, make sure that the Smith brothers, Preston and Zadarius, are, you know, on the outside and stuff like that, you know, uh, have uh, containment, you know what I'm saying, in a in rush, you know what I'm saying, in a run stopping. And I just think that it's probably, they're going to try to neutralize Alvin Kamara, and they're going to try – they're going to try to get Jameis Winston to beat him. Now, I just, I really believe it. Like, I think they're going to try to stuff out the run 
because I don't know if they believe in Jameis being the person that be able to lead the Saints to victory. So I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on Alvin Kamara. You know what I'm saying? They're going to try to focus the game plan on him. And they're going to, you know, they're going to dare Jameis Winston to beat him. Uh, TJ, do you still feel, uh, still have a little Jordan Humphreys? Uh, he's not a go-to receiver, but I think he could help uh, with blocking and be a factor when his number is called. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think little Jordan Humphrey is a, a good receiver. Uh, I think that he struggles with confidence. You know, that if I have, if I'm a guessing man, and based on like some of his body language, I think that he struggles with his confidence. You know, I think that uh, those touchdowns that he's gotten uh, in a preseason, and you know him, you know dropping passes, and you know Taysom and Jameis going right back to him and stuff like that, trying to build up his confidence. It helped him in the preseason. So I think going into the regular season, you're going to see. Uh, you know, a better uh, Lil Jordan Humphreys. You know, it's it just something about when a guy gets that first touchdown or when you get that first catch and somebody tackles you, it kind of wakes you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever, like, play football and you probably started off a little sluggish and then you probably just take that first hit, like somebody like, just hit you, not even tattoo you, but just hit you, make you fall. You're like, okay, that woke me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm in the game. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, you're probably playing. It don't seem like you're finding success when it comes to the end zone. You finally get in there, and it's like, man, you want that feeling all over again. So that kind of stuff builds up your confidence, and I feel like that's what Lil Jordan was missing. But the preseason helped him to develop that, so I'm looking for him to have a pretty solid season. Anna, thank you very much for the 499. Callaway is a likely number two. Yeah, I agree with that. The chemistry between he and Jameis Winston is really good. I wasn't mad when Brandon Cooks left. Michael Thomas stepped up. I think the Saints seen a writing on the wall. They seen two alpha male receivers that they knew for a fact they weren't going to be able to pay both of them. And they probably looked down the line who we felt would give us the most success. And they chose Michael Thomas. And if you look at history, it's proven them right. I mean, Brandon Cooks has had some solid seasons, you know, solid season with the uh, pa uh, Patriots, uh, solid season with the Rams. Uh, but he's never been on a level of a Michael Thomas. So the Saints actually won that, you know. I wasn't mad. When, boy, I already read that. Uh, time for uh, Humphrey or Kevin White on Sunday. Lil Jordan is going to play. Lil Jordan is going to be in that starting rotation. I mean, this is his third season in the NFL. So he's been on the practice squad twice. It's time for him to step up. Third season, you're going to see – uh little jordan humphreys out there you should know the playbook by, like the back of your hand you definitely should understand the audibles and you know, what the offense wants from you callaway is definitely a number two yeah we need des <laughs> look i i don't i don't know if we actually need des Bryant or not but even if des Bryant was to be signed by the new orleans saints he still won't be playing it'll probably take him a couple weeks in order for him to kind of grasp the playbook enough uh to be any type of a threat going into a game uh adebo about to be snatching chains <laughs> well look i think he has a great upside i think he's a big physical guy look like he's been in the league for a while man like he got a grown man body you know what i'm saying like you know like some rookies coming to the league they're still on a smaller side man he, he looks like a, a a big you know what i'm saying a, a big cornerback he reminds me like almost like xavier rose when it comes to size and he's extremely instinctive, and I think he can be a ball hawk. I think that this, this guy can uh, generate some turnovers, and I think with the combination of Chris Richard 
he can actually be one of those shutdown corners and those guys that, you know, can be like a, you know, a Richard Sherman type guy. And I'm not saying that just because he went to Stanford. I'm just saying because they have the same kind of same similar background. You know, both of them used to play receiver and then they transitioned to the cornerback position. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you play receiver all those years, man, you know, you get taught how to catch the ball. That's why, like, most, like, guys in the secondary who end up being ball hawks, they probably play one time or another. They probably play receiver or running back at one time, you know, and that taught them how to catch the ball. So that's why you see, like, a lot of interceptions from guys that used to be former receivers. Uh, Roby going to be a beast out there, uh, no fly zone. Well, I hope so, you know. I, I have a wait and see approach when it comes to that. You know, I, I just want to see it actually happen for it to take place. Uh, I think that the Saints uh, really did their due diligence, and I think they like Bradley Roby. They wouldn't have gave up what they did if they didn't. Uh, who that? Just ready for the new era of the Saints to start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pat, I agree with you. It, it is a certain level of excitement that I have that I, I haven't had in years past. Like, of course – I'm always excited about football. I mean, I love football. I love the NFL. I love talking football. Uh, you know, I'm even, you know, I, I talk like NFL, like even when I'm not just talking about the Saints. You know, there's so much there's so much stuff that I follow, but it's just something about this season, man. It just uh, uh you know, I won't call it a breath of fresh air, but it just a it's an it's an excitement in the air that I haven't had in a long time as a Saints fan. You know, I, there's only a few times like I can think about these times. Like one, you know what I'm saying, even though it didn't pan out, is when the Saints got Ricky Williams back in the day. Even though they, you know, I was too young and too dumb to understand like how stupid that was about them giving up all that for him. Uh, when Reggie Bush got signed by the Saints, I was excited about that too. And I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like super excited when the Saints signed Drew Brees. I mean, I knew Drew Brees was a good quarterback. But, you know, I mean, I was like, OK. And, you know, now this time, you know, because now it's like we're transitioning away from Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? This is a new team, new representative, new face of the franchise and Alvin Kamara and Cam Jordan and crew. So it, it's it's a, a different type of excitement that I have as a Saints fan uh, versus years past. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. Uh, thank you all so much for those that commented. I'm going to go to Saints life. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said that Jameis threw 121 interceptions the other day. He had me vexed. I can't wait for the Saints to make them all eat crow. Uh, I don't think he had 121 interceptions. He probably was saying that as a joke. Uh, your boy Cut says hit that like button. Yeah, if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the State of Saints podcast, you want to see the show grow, go ahead and hit that like button, man. I would really appreciate that. Well, back to uh, Saints life. Stephen A. Smith. Uh, he, the guy didn't throw 121 interceptions. I mean, Stephen A. Smith is an entertainer. So he's just trying to entertain folks. It's the reason why he be wearing them 10 gallon hats after every cowboy loss. And, you know, he likes to troll cowboy fans and stuff like that. He's an entertainer. So, you know, and he's a guy, in my opinion, that don't really know that much about football, don't really follow it. I don't think he has the passion to that he has for football than he does with basketball. I don't think he has that same level of passion. I think that uh, football is almost like a means to an end to him. And he relies heavily on assistance to give him information on it. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, do I see a my and a wrench here? Uh, TJ, uh, did you do this? If you did, thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, made you a moderator, my friend. I mean, 
you've been supporting me since day one you know what i'm saying like you've been supporting the show since day one and i appreciate that man so yes uh, yeah I, I did appoint you that position so uh congratulations my friend but just thank you you know what i'm saying for all your support man i mean i remember man you was the fourth subscriber of the state of the saints podcast back in the day so i mean i appreciate every you know appreciate your support and every you know every show or every venture i do man you always support so i appreciate that man uh yes it is time to give up on smith i'm sick of waiting for the dude to do anything meaningful for this team a waste of a roster spot in my opinion uh <laughs> wow mike um look i understand your frustrations uh but um I, I, look i'm not here to change anybody's mind i'm just giving you my opinion so if my opinion differs from somebody else it's not me defecating on your opinion you know what i'm saying I, I just feel like since i've lowered my expectations of traquan he's not as bad as i once felt about him because if you look at if you go back like to previous shows of me talking about traquan smith it is a whole different type of energy but when i lowered my expectations i was like eh, you know from what he does he does it well when did this happen who that nation y'all did this for me uh let's see no defense will be able be able to crowd the line and slow down Kamara. I agree with that. You know, it's hard to stop that dude. You got to have some like the only way you can really stop Kamara. You got to have some some linebackers, some some really athletic linebackers. And I don't know if the Packers have those got those type of guys. I don't know if they have that athleticism at the linebacker group that can be able to neutralize Alvin Kamara. You know, when when they go up against teams like the Cowboys and they go up against teams like the the Bucks, you know what I'm saying? Those might give uh Alvin Kamara quite a hard time because you have athletic linebackers. But if your team is like middle of the road, average linebackers, nah, he's he gonna have a field day. He's gonna be eating out there. Uh, I'm gonna stroll down a little bit to Kim. Kim says, uh, we gonna win Sunday. Remember this message. Uh, Byron says, how do you think the secondary going to do this year? I think we're going to have a solid secondary. <coughs> I think that um, I think that they might start off strong uh, more so than years past because they feel like they have to. Like this, this isn't like, you know, a Drew Brees dependent offense. I mean, yeah, offense, you know, like this isn't a Drew Brees team. You know, like if you go out there slacking, you know what I'm saying, not doing your assignment, looking at each other point, you're going to end up like, you know you gotta you gotta be under the impression that there's a possibility that you can get beat down so i have a positive energy about the the defense because when other guys came and stepped in they always played much better they kind of took a back seat when drew uh got there it's like they were driving the car at first and then it was like okay drew here let me pull over and rest my eyes you know what i'm saying that's kind of like how they played but you don't have that luxury anymore you don't have that you don't have that that cerebral assassin so to speak uh in drew Brees. you know what i'm saying you got a guy that's new to the offense and Jameis, so you got to be able to help him out and give him more opportunities to make plays by giving them by giving him the ball back chemo says hit that like button uh let's see uh rise shine mobile details says wrench around <laughs> and give me a wrench <laughs> hey man like a, a few people you know what i'm saying like I, I give a wrench to and those like you know that go to like that go to a person man that you know that's always here like jerry is always you know what I'm saying been a part of the show he's been here since the beginning so there are certain people you know what I'm saying there's no disrespect to anybody but 
I mean, he, he has been like a real, you know, true supporter of the show. Not as like everybody has not, but I mean, he's been here since the beginning. So I got to give respect to the man. Uh, hey, TJ, I thought Alex Armour was one of our uh, good offseason signings, but dude made the practice squad. Your words on that. Uh, Damien, there are some times where teams are not going to use their fullback in games. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like when, um, you know, Daryl Mooch Johnston was here, you know, playing in the game or, you know, um, Mike Allstock. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you can activate and, uh, you know, deactivate a player. You know what I'm saying? And a fullback is one of those positions. So I do see Alex Armour actually playing in some games where the Saints will probably activate him off the practice squad in order for him to play. I mean, take it for what it is, Damien. I mean, uh, Rosas, the, the kicker, is on the practice squad. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to activate him when the, when the game starts. So I think it's just a matter of if they actually need him to play. And if they need a fullback for what they're trying to do and how they're trying to attack a team, you're going to see him. Latrell says the media is tripping always. Tim, thank you very much for the $5. Says I love Trey, but he's looking like the offensive PJ Williams. <coughs> He'll be a Saints chill. Jesus come. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when Sean Payton likes a guy, he likes to keep him around. And he likes Trey Quan Smith. Tampa Bay got lit up last night. They're not that great. I mean, look, I said this. I said this before. And I'm not trying to hate, you know. Tampa is not as good as people say that they are, and the Saints aren't as bad as people making them out to be. You know, you would think that Tampa won the division, you know, and honestly, they got off like crooks, if you want to be honest with you, because not only did they not win a division, but they won a Super Bowl. Now, they their, their schedule is not as tough as the Saints, because, you know, if you, if you win a division the following year, you play all division champions right of their respective conference so if you play one team in a afc west right you're gonna play the afc west champions you know what i'm saying you playing a team in the nfc east you're gonna play the nfc east champions you know what i'm saying if you're playing like that one game so they basically getting off like bandits so now not only are they not getting a first place schedule they get in the middle of the road schedule and they playing some of them bottom feeding teams that was bottom feeders last year even though that's not to say that they won't be better this year and like I said, I feel like every team that they play, they're going to get their best shot, period. So I don't I don't think they built like that. I don't. I don't think they built like that. I don't think they built for it tough, so to speak. Um, and I think that they're going to eventually, you know, they're going to lose some games. I ain't going to say they ain't going to make the playoffs. I think that's just asinine if you feel that way. I mean, they would literally have to fall off a cliff for them not to make the playoffs. But I just don't think they're going to be good, as good as people making them out to be. Clifton says, be cool, TJ. Clifton, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate that. Uh, Nick Wright had the worst take on the Saints. He said, we'd be awful uh, no matter who the quarterback is and saying the roster is trash. Dude doesn't know anyone on the roster outside of James Kamara and Thomas. Well, you know, that's, that just falls into that whole shock jock category. That's, that's who he is. It falls into that whole shock jock category. You know, anything that I can say to try to ruffle some feathers, so to speak, you know, I'm just going to throw this against the wall, hope that it stick. Nobody really cares about what Nick Wright says, man. Like, like Nick Wright is, a, you know, you know, I, I don't even want to say like he's not like to me. He's not even like one of the guys that I think of when I be thinking when I think about analysis. Like he's like bottom of the barrel because all those guys are just a bunch of craze attention seeking 
you know, like just shock jocks. That's all they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it's not about getting it correct. It's not about doing your homework. It's not about doing research. It's just about being seen and getting money. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that, you know, being in that position, you want to make money. But look, I'm all about being a capitalist. I hope that one day, you know, I'm able to sit behind a, a mic and just be totally dependent on just doing podcasts and stuff like that. Have my own podcast, somebody contractually paying me and stuff like that. I, I hope that I get to that point one day, but not at the expense of selling my soul. Like, I, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'd rather be the most uninteresting dude that, that keep it 100 than a guy that just says a whole bunch of stuff just so ratings can come in and I can get paid. Like, nah. If you if you want to if you're gonna do a job, do it well, right? You know, they literally say that about every Super Bowl defending champion every year, can they go undefeated? Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of lazy commentary, of course, Kirkland. They do say that, but uh, it's just the way that they did. It, it's just so how they're so like confident that this can happen when it comes to the books. You know, like they they ask that question every single year, but. It's like they have this confidence, like this, like this arrogance about the Bucks. Like, I don't see it. Like, I don't. I don't see it. I, I look at a team that had a lot of issues, got hot, and won a Super Bowl. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they were just out there blowing teams out. You know what I'm saying? Like going to the Super Bowl. Like it wasn't like that. You know, they dominated the like they dominated the Kansas City Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs didn't have offensive line. How you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I tell you right now. I can tell you how to beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you have a good offensive line, and you know what I'm saying, like if you have a good offensive line and you can throw the ball down the field, you can beat them. Because they try to rush, you know what I'm saying? Because they try to rush with four. You know what I'm saying? They also try to blitz sometimes. So if you're blitzing, then that means that's man-to-man coverage. So because Tybo likes to blitz a lot. You got guys coming that's one-on-one on the outside. So if you got a quarterback that can, can sling that thing, you can beat them. And if you have offensive line that can stop and neutralize their front four, you definitely are going to beat them. That I mean, that's just the way that it goes. And you'll probably have Tom Brady come through with some late-game heroics. But the way the Saints played offensively kind of played into their strengths because they have really athletic linebackers. So a lot of those short passes, those dump-offs to Alvin Kamara kind of plays into the – hands of their linebackers because they so fast they're susceptible to get beat in that secondary because Ty Bowles like to blitz a lot so if the Saints if the Saints play them I think the Saints have a good chance because the Saints have a good offensive line and now you know you got somebody that can throw the ball down the field so not only like the Saints was beating up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Drew Brees so imagine what they can do with a guy who can do a little bit more with the football at this stage than Drew Brees can, you know? What's going on with our tight end situation? Well, I didn't hear anything about Adam Troutman or Nick Verrett missing any practice, so I assume that they're going to play. And also, you know, you got Jawan Johnson out there. I think that he's going to have a solid game as well. I think he might be uh, one of those matchup nightmares. I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for $2. Uh, $2 says you forgot to give me a wrench. <laughs> I'll be ripping them. I don't even know who you are, man. I, I you, you you changed so many times, man. <laughs> like you might have a, a, a green logo by you, a purple logo, a, a blue logo. So I don't know who I'll be giving it to. So I don't know. 
you you come in all different shapes and forms even even disguise yourself as other people so i wouldn't know who to give it to <laughs> uh let's see uh, and tj uh i'm your boy damian green just uh been offshore the past couple weeks but been listening on spotify just changed my profile yeah damian thank you man appreciate it uh man good luck to you man you know i know offshore jobs and stuff like that they have you going for a while but i appreciate that support thank you so much Marie. a few more then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here folks because it's uh where i'm at is past midnight uh roby uh roby move is also a future move this malcolm jenkins last year with the saints i believe cj garner johnson will move to the strong safety position roby will uh be our nickel and Lattimore debo on the outside that will be lethal yeah you know that'd be a good little fit or you can draft us another safety you know where you can have cj garner johnson doing the same thing so that might be the route that they go tj who's your breakout uh saints player this year my breakout saints player um uh, pete warner i say pete warner probably gonna be my breakout but i i would it would not surprise me if uh Paulson Adebo went defensive rookie of the year that wouldn't surprise me at all I just think that the combination of Chris Richard and the way this guy approached the game and how smart he is as a football player I think it's a recipe for him to have a lot of success I mean pending you, you know pending injury you know if he if he don't get injured you know what I'm saying like so if he doesn't get injured he's going to be fine uh faith base says uh great to see you as a moderator chemo yeah man uh also a chemo man chemo is uh one of those guys as well uh, that i appointed uh two more days uh this game will be exciting against the packers looking to see uh how joan jr takes a bigger role replacing murray yeah you know i, I i'm interested to see that too um i'm happy that latavius murray found a home in baltimore uh, but I, I'm interested to see what uh, Tony Jones can do. Uh, I think that he can be a good complimentary back as long as he stays healthy. Enough with the talk. It's time to line up and play football. I hope the NFL is sleeping on the Saints. Man, they've been asleep. Rip Van Winkle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they they sleep, you know. But let them stay asleep. I don't care, man. I don't care if they sleep. And you shouldn't either. Let them fly under the radar. Uh, Stephen A. sold his soul. He, uh, his hate uh for the cowboys but kids jerry jones behind yeah i heard that jerry jones was on the uh <laughs> was on uh espn first take you know on the other day you know when uh, michael Irvin was on there yeah I, I checked that out yeah but um yeah man i don't know if some of y'all checked it out man i had a, a jerry jones i had a jerry jones um impression <laughs> the other day i had a jerry jones impression so uh you had to check you know say so you have to check that out let's see uh you got uh to change your name to chemo wrench now um <laughs> that's uh that's uh josh you know but um let's see let's move let's move on a little bit let's see i love when the nation uh the national media counts us uh out uh we always seem to play better when we are uh overlooked yeah you know what i'm saying like that that is true you know what i'm saying but I just say, man, let them keep flying under the radar. I ain't got no problem with that at all. Hoodie Jew, thank you very much for the $4.99. Y'all make sure y'all check out Hoodie Jew's uh, YouTube channel. He says, uh, if a Debo starts Sunday and balls out uh, and it shows uh, he belongs here, then starting week two and on, uh, do you start Roby there or let the young man keep playing? Um, 
you you let both of them play. You probably have like Roby on the inside and maybe like have him rotate to the outside if, if needed, you know. But I, I think that the Saints are probably gonna have him like on the outside. And um I, I man, I don't I just don't feel like the Saints drafted this dude just for him to be playing on the inside. So you might get a rotation, guys switching between the nickel as well as the outside. Did you hear about Lattimore hurting his knee? Yeah, he, he uh practiced limited on Thursday, but he had a full practice on, on um on Friday. So he's playing. Sean Payton going to use Taysom like he really wants to. He just can't fumble. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. No fumbling. What up, TJ? How was your day? Man, I had a good day, man. I had a, a great day. Um, Stopped by my wife's job, uh, got a booster shot, you know, um, and then I came home, cleaned up a little bit because <laughs> I didn't have to go to the station. I, I just had to do my uh, afternoon show remotely and, uh, you know, picked up Paxton from daycare and came home and. You know that that's basically it, man. I had a pretty a pretty good day. Good Friday, no complaints over here. Um, let's and we'll probably just read. Uh, let's read two more. Pammy says, uh, "Has been shut down due uh, to COVID, but I'm still line dancing." <laughs> and uh, jump out, Jay says, "Sup, fam?" To answer your question, no Traquan ain't it. So, finish. Begin with a Traquan statement. End with a Traquan statement but thank you all so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast but uh state of the saints podcast i got to make sure that i mentioned the fine folks at manscape.com make sure that you go to manscape.com use the promo code state of saints and ladies and gentlemen i know y'all see these great products that have been behind me for quite a few episodes on this sunday week one saints versus the green bay packers all of these items are going to be gone because we're going to be having ourselves a contest and I'm going to be asking some questions. And uh, the first people that give me the answer to the questions that I ask and send it to me via email, they will win some of these items that are behind me, courtesy of manscaped.com. So make sure that you check out the state of the saints podcast live post game show right after the saints versus green Bay Packers games and uh find out the questions so you can win some of these great items uh from manscape.com but use the promo code state of saints that's all one word also uh, you can check out previous episodes on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm hit the like button on your way out if you enjoyed the state of the saints podcast and subscribe to the channel and also check out the state of the saints podcast on facebook facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and follow me on twitter at TJ Jones 8, TJAY Jones 8. Till next time, all I got to say is who that? <laughs>